The time to win your season is right now. So Nate and I, tonight, we talk about some early 2024 rookie sleepers starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business, once again back in business. Before I introduce my faithful co-host, I want to give a big shout-out to the guys at Trias Incorporated who have discovered that I do a fantasy football podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for listening. And let's check in, as always, as the co-host with the co-host with the most, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, here we are once again. Welcome back. Here we are, another pod. Another day, another dollar, uh, another just great time that I get to talk to you about fantasy football and what even better than just fantasy football, but these upcoming rookies, Mike. I love this rookie class. I love every single rookie class. You know, we, we get rookie fever around here a little bit. Let's be honest. You know, yeah, but no. We can keep our minds. There's there's a... And you know what? We're we're still in the preliminary scouting stages. We could say it's it's January. Um, I have no idea when this pod comes. Out. Does this pod come out? And this pod comes out what the twenty ninth? I'll still be thirty eight when this pod comes out. Not for long. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of guys I want to look into. Um, but I'm liking the way that this class is shaping up. The quarterback class is um, different. Than what we've seen before is deep, it's kind of like thank you to the the nil and the transfer portal. Um, and you know, I guess maybe the reason I'm so bummed is because the tight end class right now is not what I would want it to be. Um, but that's okay mm. because I'm going to touch a little bit on the tight end class. And you know, one of the things that the narrative that we're hearing about this class too, Nate, is the running back class is not good. And I got to be honest with you, I think we're going to start putting that to bed tonight with this podcast. We're going to start to tell people what we really think about this class because <clears throat> these guys are going to be getting slept on because the narrative online, everywhere, Reddit, X, whatever the heck you want to call it. Do people talk about fantasy football on Facebook? I don't know. I don't know if there's big groups or anything like that. But um, they're saying it's bad. We're going to tell you otherwise. Nate, do me a favor. Kick it off. Hit me with a 2024 early rookie sleeper. Yeah, one of my favorite sleepers in the running back class at this point is Marshawn Lloyd, running back out of USC. And what he did uh, this year was pretty impressive. Uh, he did have 816 yards, nine touchdowns, and averaged 7.1 yards per attempt, Mike. Uh, he was very explosive, created a lot of big plays. I mean, we're talking about a guy that 56.7% of his yardage was on breakaway runs, runs of 15 yards or more, which he had 18 of while he was at USC this year. Now, he was a senior. He was four years into college. You don't see any stats for his freshman year because he tore his ACL um, in fall camp right before the season started. Um, he was pretty highly recruited, and he went to South Carolina. Um, took him a full, you know, whole year to get back. Uh, his first season back, he struggled a little bit. But his second season off the ACL injury, which we see all the time, it takes players two years to really come back from that ACL injury, which will, really makes what Brees Hall did this year that much more impressive. There's only a few guys that can perform at that kind of level their first season back from an ACL injury. And the list right now is basically 
um, Brees Hall and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> so uh, very impressive. Uh, Marshawn Lloyd, though, on that second year, uh, he did average 5.1 yards per carry for South Carolina, scored nine touchdowns, uh, caught 18 balls. So, you know, he was productive that year and had the opportunity to transfer to USC, which he did, went and joined Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley in that offense. And that offense started out so strong. And we saw that with Marshawn Lloyd. He looked really good at the beginning of the season. He looked uh, solid throughout the rest of the season. He did not fall as hard as a lot of that offense did over the course of the season. Um, as USC as a program really kind of fell apart with the football program at the end of the year. But Marshawn Lloyd looked good through the year. Like I said, finished with 816 yards on 115 attempts. So he's very productive. We get that little bit of receiving work in there. And something I really like about Marshawn Lloyd is he's very agile and explosive. His lateral quickness is is really an asset that is not just for making people miss, but at the line of scrimmage in the backfield, he's able to make jump cuts, use that as his hesitation, and then take it up the field. He'd be great in a system, uh, a zone running system, much like a Shanahan scheme, where he can take it up uh, up the middle and a cutback. That is the kind of player that he's going to excel um, in that kind of scheme where he can take it up the field on a, on a stretch run and bring it back, you know, that's what I want to see Marshawn Lloyd do, and I think he can do it extremely well. Though he's a little undersized at 5'9", 210, he's a strong runner. Um, he has good contact balance, and he's good in, in, inside the tackles. He's not someone that you have to run outside. Um, you have to have being a receiving back. Actually, I think he's a better runner than he is even a receiving back, and he does that um, decently well. But I, I do really like Marshawn Lloyd and what he brings to the table. Like I said, explosive. He's got that agility. He's a great athlete. I think he's got good vision and can really make some explosive plays. I want to see what Marshawn Lloyd can do. I don't think he's going to be a, you know, number one by himself in a backfield, but he can be a really strong part of a committee, um, either that 1A or 1B. Yeah. Uh, Right now, currently on NFL Mock Draft Database, he's a projected fourth round pick. I think that seems fair for him. Yeah, I think he's an early day three guy. And and listen to me, listen to me liking the day three guys. But – I'm kind of looking at the position now where if I'm going to compromise and start to buy into day three guys, well, then I'm really going to shape my idea of the running back position to be, look, these guys are all one contract players. And even at this point, I don't think they're even one contract players. They're two-year players. Um, And sometimes they're contract players, but really when you're, you know, creating your expectations for these players. What are they going to do their rookie in, in second season? Um, after that, you really can't control it. You can reassess, of course, after the rookie season. But, you know, at this point, what are they going to do in the first two years? That's kind of what I'm looking at. I think Marshawn Lloyd can go in there, make an impact pretty quickly. Yeah, I like it. I, I do agree with you. I'm a fan of Marshawn Lloyd as well. I think the draft capital fourth round would be fitting for him. I think he's a little underrated as a receiver as well. Saw him catching some nice passes out there. Um, the one thing I noticed, though, too, he did have a couple problems. Uh, but on some of the shorter passes, Caleb Williams just put a little too much mustard mm-hmm. on it. And that's something that could be coached out of Caleb at the next level, too. Um, but Marshawn Lloyd, I am a fan. And I'm sure we'll be talking about him more on the channel. Yeah. Just like you're going to hear me yakking a lot about Washington running back Dylan Johnson. This is a guy that I've liked for a while. And, Nate, um, the first time that he really popped to me was this past November. You and I went to the Maryland versus Penn State game. That game was fantastic for me. Uh, but we're sitting there, we're watching or uh, Washington play. I actually think it was USC they were playing. If memory yeah, serves me correct. Uh, I think you were correct. Yeah. Yeah. And you and you know, Dylan Johnson was just going nuts. He was like, going off. Well, USC 
they're not a great defense. Not a great run defense. Let's see how he does against other teams. But fact is, he's done pretty well against other teams too. He's got a good frame. He runs really hard. He's really good between the tackles. Mm-hmm. Typically shrugs off tackles well. He is an above average receiver. He did spend two years at Mississippi State. They throw to the running backs a lot there. He didn't catch a ton at Washington. I just don't think that that's what they do in Washington. Um, very good play strength. He's typically falling forward. He has a really nice change of direction as well. Um, I do have some concerns. Of course, not every prospect is going to be person perfect. Forgive me. Does not have elite speed. His vision is typically good, but he's not the best runner when he has to turn it outside. I like him between the tackles more. And there are times I've noticed he can completely disappear from a game. I don't know if that's him or if that's just the Washington mm-hmm. scheme. Um, and after the catch, he doesn't have the best burst. I don't know if that's just him not catching the ball in stride well or if that's Michael Penix. Um, I do have some mechanical concerns about Michael Penix too. That he's a lefty? It's not even that. Just when he, I noticed when he throws the ball, he sets his base so wide and he like throws across his body. It just looks very awkward and unnatural. So could be part of it, but we're not talking about him right now. I do think he's a day three pick. NFL mock draft database has him projected in the sixth round. I do think that that could go up with the combine. Um, I think he gets picked in the fifth, really splitting hairs there. Um, but I think his best trajectory, he could be like the next Brian Robinson. Just go somewhere that a coaching staff really likes. And if not, I do think, and if that doesn't happen, like Marshawn Lloyd would be a good running back. Two on a team could be a good flex fill-in, a good bi-week fill-in for you. Um, and I think he could have some relevancy. I like Dylan Johnson a little bit. You're going to hear me yeah. talk about him a lot. He was tough too. You know, he got injured in the uh, semifinal and came back and was ready to play for the final. And he was beat up a lot in that game as well and continued to go out there and play and play hard. Uh, Very impressive player. It's 6-1 too. So he's a a big boy. He's not a little running back. Lots of big running backs in this class too. Lots of big players in this draft class. Yeah. So I like it. But if you could, just uh, everybody hang out with us for a few minutes and we'll be right back a word from our sponsors all right welcome back everyone so nate is going to continue giving out vibe checks and talking about sleeper 2024 rookies nate who you got yeah this time i'm coming out with lad mcconkey who we're starting to see some more hype about um on the airwaves here on youtube on twitter things like that people are starting to catch on uh, we're catching on here at the dynasty rewind we've been talking about lad mcconkey for a little bit now we actually were talking about lad mcconkey when we hit 10,000 subscribers here on youtube so he is you know a bona fide dynasty rewind man he is part of the legend now he is part of the brand and so i had to talk about him tonight because there's some questions about hey what are we doing with lad mcconkey he's being put in the first round of some mock draft he's being put in the third round of our mock draft where is he anywhere in between there? Um, if you look at mock drafts that go into the second, third round, NFL mock drafts, we're seeing him day two. We're seeing him in the second round. Lad McConkey is a player that has a lot of talent and is a kind of player that NFL teams are looking for right now. And what I mean by that is his play style comparison is, is I would say, Robert Woods-esque with his ability to – create yards after the catch on those screens and things like that, while also being a really good route runner, um, being good size, six foot, 185 pounds. He's really a do-it-all kind of wide receiver that you can move around the 
formation. You can get the ball in his hands, close to the line of scrimmage. You can have him move the chains, kind of that Robert Woods-esque kind of player. But with his ability to create yards, he's going to be labeled by some as the next Puka Nakua. Because Puka Nakua was comped to Robert Woods by some people. Um, so a similar play style. And everyone, every NFL team this year is going to be looking for the next Puka Nakua. And Lad McConkey is going to be a name that's circled in red as, hey, is, is this guy one of those guys that I can use the same way that the Rams used Puka Nakua? And I think there is something to get excited about with Lad McConkey. You know, his yards per route run was, was very, very impressive this year for Georgia. He did miss some time. Um, one of the concerns that we do have with Lad McConkey is a back injury that has flared up multiple times in his career. And you know back injuries. They can be, you know, a, a little vicious and a little hard to work with. So the medicals are going to be an important thing for Lad McConkey throughout this draft cycle. But let's get back to the yards per route run because his efficiency was really, really good when he was on the field. 3.26 yards per route run, Mike. Anytime you get to three or more, those are elite numbers for a wide receiver. Lad McConkey was elite when he was on the field, and he did that because he was creating 6.3 yards after the catch per reception. His career average over the past three years is 6.6 yards after the catch per reception. So he's a guy that's constantly creating yards, and he also catches 75% of his passes. So he's not a guy that's you know getting down the field and only catching a couple and creating yards after the catch like that. No, he's being used up and down the field. He is creating yards after the catch. He's a guy that I really like to – to watch because of his versatility, you know, his average depth of target to bring another stat up to show his versatility is 11.6 over the last three years over his career. You know, that is not one of those players. You're just getting the, the ball in his hands through screens. You're not just, you know, getting him close to the line of scrimmage and then letting him get space as he gets turned around or letting him run into space. No, Ladd McConkey is running full routes, the routes that you expect an NFL wide receiver to run and then creating yards after the catch in those situations. I, I actually am a really big fan of Lad McConkey. Um, I think he's going to end up in the second round of a lot of our rookie drafts. Um, he's currently, he was in our third round of our last one. That's because I knew that none of you guys were going to pick him. I could pick him up as a steal in the third round, but as everyone starts catching on, we're going to have to pick him up in the second round. I think that's where his draft capital is going to lie in both the NFL draft and in your rookie drafts. And depending on his landing spot, if he goes to a creative offense, I would be really, really excited about what he could do, especially in fantasy football, because I think a team might try to get the ball in his hands pretty often. That's what Georgia did. It worked out pretty well for them. I am excited about Lad McConkey. We got to get the vibe check. The vibes are good, Mike. He is a second round projected draft pick. That's what I'm saying. NFL mock draft database.com. So yeah, for sure. I think the first round's a little, a little spicy for me. But like I said, everyone's gonna be looking for the next Puka Nakua next year. Yeah. That's true. And I, I feel like always looking for the next something is a dangerous way to go about things. You know what I mean? Like, I, okay. So you're just saying that you want the best next good value, right? <laughs> That's essentially what you're saying. So, yeah, well, you know, there's something to it. You know, if you can, if you can pick them, you got them. I mean, Lad McConkey, I think he's as, as, as good of a shot as anyone. Every time I hear the name McConkey, I think of uh, Bubbles' puppet Conkey from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> so, shout out if you're a Trailer Park Boys fan. R.I.P. Jim Leahy. But mm-hmm. I have a fire sleeper for you, Nate. Let's hear it. Bob's going to love this one. Kansas State tight end Ben Sinnott. That is That's how it goes. thought it was Sinat. It is not. We talk about versatile. This guy came in as a fullback. He switched to tight end. 
it's kind of pretty close. But still, he could be used in various formations. Strong at the catch point. Super, super solid hands. And he catches the ball well in stride. There are times out he's out there. He's catching the ball. He looks like a wide receiver. Tracking the ball down, catching it in stride. The way he jumps up, he high points the ball. He's physical at the catch point as well. And a very good burst after the catch. He's way burstier than I would expect him to be. It's a word now, just like Tracy. You just can't put it. I mean, I guess we can just put wise at the end of everything. Yeah, man. Look, I got a, a four-year-old in this house that butchers the English language, so it kind of rubs off. A uh, good quick lease off the line as well. And his routes are also run extremely well. And he has a varying route tree. It's not just all these little dump-offs or screens, although he is really good on screens as well. Um, I see him out there putting in the work. Do have a couple concerns. Um, blocking is just okay. After the catchway is a good burst. He's not overly elusive. He's also a tight end. And while he's strong at the catch point, I think he needs to be more physical everywhere else. But he, I think he's going to go early third round. I didn't get a chance to pull him up. Where do you think he's going to go? I think he's a day two guy um, in the NFL draft. I think in our rookie drafts, I think third round makes sense. Um, for for a tight end that's not JT Sanders or Brock Bowers. Well, we must be off a little bit then because – According to NFL Mock Draft Database, he's a projected fourth-round pick. But I think I think, I I think he'll get there. I think he will, too. I don't think he's going to be a sleeper for very long. I think after the combine, it's going to be – I'm not saying he's the next Sam Laporta. But I think people are going to start paying attention to him the way that they started to pay attention to Sam Laporta late. You know, and people are going to catch on a little bit later. And that's fine because guess what? You're being told about him right now. Um, But I think he's going to go an early third round pick. And I think he's going to be, for now, a third round rookie pick, late second. And like I said, could he be the next Sam Laporta? Given a good spot, I actually would kind of like him to go to the Rams, to be honest with you. Tyler Higby is getting older. He just got injured. Bryson Hopkins never really panned out. And Davis Allen is there. He's better than Davis Allen. If he goes yes. to a spot, you know where else would be a good spot for him too? Seattle. It really hasn't worked out with Noah Fant. You know, he never caught fire like I Noah thought. Fant, he great, great a little by low maybe. Yeah. Super by low. Yeah. But uh, what are your thoughts on Ben Sinnott? I like Ben Sinnott. Um, I had a share of him in my C2C league that I unfortunately traded away this year. Um, I was trying to find the trade. I could not find it. Um, I will have to report back with who I traded Ben Sinatra away for. Probably to me. Um, no, it was to Austin Nance over uh, campus to Ken. Okay. Um, he was he was like, hey, I'm interested in this guy. And I was like, well, he's an NFL tight end, you know. And he was like, well, I don't know about that. And I was like, no, he's going to be picked up, you know, probably like, you know, mid mid rounds. And look what happened. I shouldn't have traded away. I should have stuck to my guts. I, I but uh, I can't remember who I got. I think I got somebody good. And I ended up in third place in that league, and I won my money back. So it worked out. All right. Very good. Those are a few 2024 early rookie sleepers that we got for you guys. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking about more sleepers. I'm sure of it. We got a lot more good rookie content coming your way. So stay tuned, everybody. Mm-hmm. Until next time, for Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. We're excited to announce that we have partnered with Mint Mobile. Have you ever thought, why in the world is my wireless bill so darn high? What are you paying all that money for? Speed, coverage, data, access to 5G, unlimited talk and text, mobile hotspots? 
great news. Mint Mobile offers all of these features for as low as $15 a month. They're built on the nation's largest 5G network, and they keep costs low because they sell direct to you online, cutting out the retail stores and salespeople. Why should you pay more than you have to for access to the same network? Go to HTTPS, TryMintMobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind, also linked in the description, to get premium wireless for $15 a month. Guys, $15. How hard is it to switch your service? Big Wireless wants you to think that it's hard, but switching to Mint is super easy thanks to digital eSIM cards, which most phones now have. You can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your home. If your phone doesn't have an eSIM, Mint will ship you a new SIM card for free. Big Wireless also wants you to think that they're the only option, but don't be duped. And now through January 1st, you'll receive an additional three months free Buy three, get three. If you purchase a three-month plan using our link, HTTPS, trimintmobile.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Again, link in the description. The offer is available on all plans, including Unlimited. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.